The following podcast contains spoilers for Son of Rambo. That's not a typo, that's just how this particular movie is spelled. You have been warned! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Megusto. Hello. Hello, my dear compadre. How are you, good friend? I am do good. That is good. <laughs> What's up, my friend? Not too much. Just, uh, I almost said living the dream, and I hate it when people say living the dream. That's why you gotta say Vita Loca, Ricky Martin it up. Living la Vita Tacos Locos. Oh, the tacos are so the good. Don't look me hungry right now. <laughs> so, uh, I saw that you had a little movie marathon this week. Yeah. And I'm I, excited uh, to discuss it. I rang in the new year. I did I did all the delicates and stuff like that. I don't know mm-hmm. what that means, so that's fun. <laughs> um, and then uh, I had a short stream yesterday, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch a bunch of movies. I need to catch up to some stuff because everything that I've put in my little, like, uh, my watch list and stuff like that, they kind of just disappear, and I'm like, well, i got to get on that before they actually do, mm-hmm. especially the movie this week, uh, which is super fun. Because it disappeared on us, like, uh, well, me specifically, uh, before I got to watch it for free on Amazon. Yeah, so I mean, I it to... disappeared for me too, but I have it on DVD, so. Yeah, you lucky but, little compadre. But whenever we do uh, movies that I own on here, I always just double check to make sure. Yeah. So uh, I'll, yeah. I'll knock a couple of these out. So the first movie that I watched was uh, All About Nina. It's got uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and uh, Common. It's just kind of like a, a comedy that really goes dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a bunch of like mixed reviews on it, so I never got around to watching it when it first came out. I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and uh, she, I think she's great in everything she's in. Yeah. Uh, Common, Common's really good too, and he just plays the super casual, like handsome dude in this. Yeah. And uh, I watched it, and I, I actually really enjoyed it more than I thought I would, or more than I guess everybody else did. Um, it was pretty good. It was really <laughs> that that uh, the dark twist kind of towards the end is. Uh, Kind of a major blow on like why comedians can be so dark in there. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it, so. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I'm not yeah. gonna spoil it, but. You bet's not. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a, a cool like sight of like in someone's eyes of why, because m- m- there's there's a lot of comedians out there that are pretty dark and aggressive with their comedy, and like she was one of them, and then you get the insight on like kind of why she is that way. And, uh, mm-hmm. That's all I'll go into for that. It's a really good film. Uh, then I watched Cool Hand Luke which I hear the reference a lot. Oh, you're some kind of cool hand Luke. And I'm like, I got to watch this movie because I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> so I watched it. It's got Paul Newman in it. It came out in 1967. Uh, I think I watched this on Netflix. This does not look like it came out in 1967 at all. Like, the cinematography is killer. I'm not saying that they didn't understand what cinematography was like back then, but I was just visually impressed by what was going on in this movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen it yet. I have not. But uh, this was a killer movie, and Paul Newman is such a suave guy, and his smile and handsome persona is just fantastic, and I loved it. I, I thought it was uh, thought it was great for not knowing anything about it. I kind of went into it just blind and was like, "All right, this is awesome, sick," mm-hmm. and I had no idea this is the movie that was uh, the quote of, "What we have here is failure to communicate." <laughs> I had no idea this was that movie, so I heard Nor did that I. like. 
Yeah, I was, you know that meme where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was just pointing at the screen in the new Tarantino movie? Uh, that was me. I'm like, oh! <laughs> just like, <laughs> I understood that! Uh, <laughs> and then the next movie that I watched, kind of a letdown compared to the last two that I had watched, was uh, Breakdown. Uh, came out in 1997. It's got Kurt Russell and uh, J.T. Walsh, Kathleen Quinlan. Um, yeah, it's just about this uh, Kurt Russell and his wife, and their car breaks down, and his wife gets kidnapped. And uh, it's really kind of okay movie. Was, <laughs> I didn't expect anything. I was just like, I haven't seen a Kurt Russell movie in a while. And uh, well, I should have just kept it that way. It's like it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see Kurt Russell, but uh, this movie was just like a definite like, hey, you could pass. Yeah. Or you can either pass the time with this or just pass on it. Like, it's mm-hmm. that kind of movie. Um, and then I watched Flower, uh, which has... <clears throat> is, is her last name Dutch? Zoe Deutsch. Dutch? Deutsch. Deutsch. Uh, Catherine Hahn, uh, Tim Heidecker, and Adam Scott. Um, kind of about a rebellious girl who's trying to like get the money to break her dad out of not break her dad out of jail but just like bail him out of jail um kind of just like this uh teen rising kind of story uh <laughs> that uh I was I was content with for the most part in the first half of the movie and then they started like messing with Adam Scott and like then I was like don't mess with Adam Scott and, like they kept messing with Adam Scott. I was like, "Well, I mean, what he was a fuck? piece of shit in that movie." So, oh yeah, but they didn't really. I don't know. Just the, the the other half of the movie just was like, "All right, well, what the fuck are these choices that this teenage girl and boy are having?" Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's just it wasn't for me. If uh, That's if there was anything. Um, yeah, it's definitely uh, weird. Uh, it, it, it's, it just gets weird at the end. It does, you know? yeah. Like, instead of, like, some kind of arc that she makes, it's kind of just, like, they're still kind of both shitty. Yeah. And although they did this Adam Scott character in, not, I guess that's kind of a giveaway, but whatever, um, they, you don't get anything from it. You're just like, all right, so they're still kind of just both shitty and weird. Yeah. Um... And I even messaged you, like, what the fuck was, was this movie? They messed with Adam Scott. And you're yeah. like, you don't like him messing with Adam Scott? I'm like, no, but still. Yeah. Um, and then after that, obviously, we watched The Son of Rambo. So, brother, did you take it easy this this uh, this week? Or I mean, you... comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had don't a lot more that. rewatches. Um, so I rang in the new year. Caitlin fell asleep at about 1030, so mm-hmm. we didn't really do anything, which I'm fine with. New Year's Eve is a bullshit holiday. Yeah. Um, and I watched pretty much like right after I uploaded that video I made, uh, I watched Harvey starring James Stewart from 1950. Mm-hmm. Uh, which oh, is, Harvey. Hello, Harvey. Yeah, it's about this guy who has a uh, what people think is an imaginary friend who is a six foot three tall rabbit mm-hmm. um he says it is a uh a puko or or paku i think paku is like an irish celtic thing mm-hmm. um and it is really just charming and and 
you know, it's it's heartwarming. I really, I really, really enjoyed this. James Stewart's great in it as yeah. he normally is. That was uh, um, one of the first James Stewart movies that I actually had watched. Oh yeah, it's, it's uh, so. You, good. I don't know if you remember or not. Like a couple of years ago, when I uh, went to the mountains and I just watched a bunch of Hitchcockian like. Yeah, I didn't know you watched stuff. Harvey, but I knew yeah. you, you had watched a lot of James yeah, Stewart. That was, that was that was one of them. I was like, this this guy is so charming and happy he reminds me of fred rogers it's killing me yeah (laughs) but yeah harvey was great i highly suggest it uh then i watched uh james a caster's newest stand-up special cold lasagna hate myself 1999 (laughs) which is a great title um you and I, I recently found out that you also love james a caster man Uh, honestly two years or so i'm pretty sure i watched an illegally uploaded version because it was definitely on youtube Ooh. And it is no longer there. It's no longer in my history. So either I had a really bad hallucination, hallucination, <laughs> and just imagined watching it, or I actually you're watched having the it. Harvey experiment where you're having seeing Harvey. James Acaster. <clears throat> but if if you can ever find it, it's hilarious, and I highly suggest people, even if you have to rent it for a few bucks, do that because mm-hmm. it is great. And James Acaster is hilarious. Uh, is. It is. It, it starts off with a lot of British politics that you might not understand, but he tells it in a pretty succinct and funny way mm-hmm. uh so just bear that in mind like the first 10 15 minutes is all about brexit and everything so you might be like what is he talking about yeah. and yeah just roll with it um then i watched a what is technically a mini series but you could tell was just a film that they cut down into three episodes because it was three hours long mm-hmm. um called black Nar- narcissist i watched the original black narcissist in, uh, from 1947 last year, one of the last movies I watched. Uh, and I was like, hey, there is a, uh, a miniseries with an actress I really like, uh, Ashling Franciosi, I think is her name is. Yeah. Um, she's uh, in the movie Nightingale. She's in this. Uh, she plays like one of the best characters that, from the first one and in this. And it's uh, overall, it, it's, it doesn't do anything really to make itself stand out from the original. Okay. Uh, which is a shame because I thought, given the subject matter, it would really stand well without it, without the censorship of the '40s that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does for to some extent, but you know, it it doesn't try anything new. It doesn't expand on anything. It's kind of all the same, more or less. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's solid. It's. I, I still think the film is better, especially because it tells the exact same story in about half the time. Um, and I was just saying, it sounds mad familiar. Like, I, I where where did you find that on? Uh, Black Narcissist, the the mini series, is on Hulu, and then the oh, that's that's definitely probably where I saw it then. Yeah, the film I believed I watched on Criterion Collection or Amazon Prime. I can't mm-hmm. recall. Uh, but yeah, it, it's worth checking out, especially if you want to kill three hours yeah um then i rewatched the mummy because i got it on 4k blu-ray for christmas as you should and i was like i gotta watch the mummy on 4k blu-ray for christmas (laughs) and it was wonderful and i loved it good uh then i rewatched son of rambo which we'll get into in a minute and then Mm -hmm. i watched a uh south korean film called the quiet family the criterion collection has this collection uh category if you will uh called modern korean cinema yeah, where it kind of it has like a mini interview with uh, Bong Joon Ho and Park Chan Wook, uh, and uh, he they they discuss how in the '90s after censorship laws were lifted in South Korea, their c- cinematic industry, cinema industry, film industry really boomed, 
and gave birth to all these great directors. The Quiet Family is like one of the first films that was made after that. Uh, well, that sounds it is, awesome. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's um, directed by uh, where is his name? Uh, Kim Ji Woon, uh, who is known for I Saw the Devil, Tale Two Sisters, The Good, the Bad, and the Weird, and mm-hmm. the American film The Last Stand, which I haven't seen. Um, is that the Arnold Schwarzenegger one? It is. Uh, his Korean films are great. I yeah. heard that The Last Stand leaves much to be desired, but I doubt that that is his fault and more yeah. the studio's fault. Um, and then it also stars... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Choi Min-sik, who is the main character in Old Boy, and then mm-hmm. Song Kang-ho, who is the dad from Parasite. Um, so it's, it's them like... I was going to say, those two are great. Yeah, it's them in the 90s, so they're a lot younger. But yeah. this is like a really funny black comedy uh, mm-hmm. about this family who run this mountainside inn. And at first, people just keep committing suicide there, but they don't want to be known as the hotel where people commit suicide. Yeah. So they don't call the police, they just bury the bodies. Mm-hmm. And then it just spirals into chaos and people just keep dying. And it's it's really funny and dark, and yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I was actually, funny enough, going to get on the Criterion uh, collection this week. I was like, uh, yesterday, actually. I was like, maybe I'll hop on that finally and hack into your, your little account. Yeah, you should definitely check it. It's got a lot there. of really good, obscure movies. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of old movies, but there are at least ones that have been hand-selected by the Criterion collection, so yeah. you know they're at least somewhat good. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's uh, I, I highly suggest it. You're more than welcome. Yeah, definitely. FBI get on agents that. don't listen to this, but you're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, to- <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Shuffles piece of paper. We under. live together. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're in the same home. Same home. But yeah, that's all I watched this week. Uh, and it's nice to finish the movies I'm done before 15 minutes that's or even yeah, 20 25 minutes. minutes in. So yeah, do you have any news before we get into Son of Rambo? I don't. Uh, but I actually don't have any news. Okay, well I let's. Mean, if I'm being honest, I think somebody died, like at the last like hour or two. Uh, but oh. I mean, well, I don't know. That's I don't sad. honestly who that was. Tanya Roberts. Oh yeah, she uh, she was a Bond girl, I think, uh, in Doctor No, right? A View to Kill or A View to a Kill. Oh yeah, she's a. Uh, in a I guess that's a Bond movie. Is that uh, a Bond movie? It, I mean, it looks like one. A 70s show actor and Bond girl, Tanya Roberts, is confirmed dead at 65, a yeah. day after her death, which had prematurely reported... Wait, what? Yeah, her her uh, PR, her, her publicist um, announced that she had died because, to his defense, he was, you know, emotional and thought that she was actually gone because mm-hmm. they took her off of life support. And I guess he didn't have an understanding of life support just being something that keeps you alive but doesn't kill you right away when you Mm -hmm. are taken off of it so he thought that she had died um so like it's you know especially if you're in an emotional state it's a very understandable mistake uh but she didn't die until the following day so you know unfortunate mistakes but honest no one was trying to really be malicious about it yeah well uh rest rest in power to her yeah for being the gorgeous Bond girl that she was, very talented, I'm sure. I'll have to watch some movies of hers. Mm-hmm. I think she was obviously more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was probably talented and a very, very nice woman. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's of course you always have to be a downer when it comes to the news. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let's, what else would I do? I don't know. Let's jump into Son of Rambo. You don't tell me where they are hiding, then I have no choice but to shoot you and your cat. Do you have any last requests? I was just... 
skills. You are going to be the stuntman in the film I'm making for screen test. Of Rambo. Promise me you'll put these things out of your mind, William. I'm not supposed to be friends with you. What? What's wrong with me? It's our religion. If they find out our friends, then I'll be in the worst trouble ever. Well, well. Good morning, Lee Carter. Son of Rambo, during a long English summer in the early 1980s, two schoolboys from differing backgrounds set out to make a film inspired by First Blood. That's the first Rambo movie, for those of you who don't know. It is written and directed by Garth Jennings, who also, for you know, a little fun note, uh, directed The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, if you love that movie. Uh, it stars Bill Milner, Will Poulter, Jessica Hines, and Neil Dudgeon. Um, and came out 2007. I watched it probably 2010-ish, maybe? Mm -hmm. um, not long after that it came out, but definitely before We Are the Millers came out, which is uh, the first movie I saw Will Poulter yeah. in before he his career kind of exploded. And, Glenn, I'm sure watching this, you can understand why I picked it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, first off, Will Poulter freaks me out that he's actually British or English because <laughs> I had no idea. Because he's got such a good American accent. He's got, he's got such a good American accent, and yeah. I didn't know he was British or English um, until that podcast that you uh, promoted uh, really? last it, it, time. You didn't know for that I long? I had no idea. I had no wow. idea. Because okay. he, uh, he always plays the American, right? He yeah. always plays this American eyebrow dude. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually his first credit, American yeah, Eyebrow yeah. Dude. American Eyebrow Dude. Uh, but yeah, no, he, he is very British, just got a killer English accent, mm -hmm. uh, or sorry, American accent, and um, yeah, he, they, he is super young in this, uh, along with Bill Milner, who uh, is also, he's not quite as big as Will Poulter, but he's in like, he's in that movie we watched a few years back, Anthropoid, mm -hmm. uh, he has a quick part in X-Men First Class, he plays a young Eric, who I believe is a young Magneto, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he, he's in Dunkirk. He's, he's in... Uh, yes, he was. Yeah, he, he's got a... Um, he's got a bunch of uh, films. I think Dunkirk might be his biggest role. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, or this. Uh, who knows? But anyway, they're both really great young actors, especially in this. Will Poulter specifically just kind of blew me away with how natural he was in this film. He, yeah. he didn't feel like he was acting to the point where I was surprised when I found out that he's kind of a, uh, a quiet dude, more or less. Yeah. Because um, he's very loud and obnoxious in this, and he pl pulls it off very well. He also pulls off the kind of maniacal character very well, too. Not just in this, obviously, because he's kind of more of a bully type. Yeah. But, uh... But he, he pulls it off just throughout his career pretty well, too, which is pretty awesome, like, to nail. Um, but this, for sure, like, he uh, he definitely set it in, like, definitely set his career forward on yeah. how he was going to perform the rest of his 
his stuff, shall I say. Yeah, and I, I think the thing I like most about this movie, well, I don't think, I know the thing I like most about this movie is how nostalgic it makes me feel. Not for oh, yeah. the 80s, like, I didn't grow up in the 80s, mm-hmm. but, like, running around making movies and doing stupid, dangerous stunts for your movies when you're Absolutely. not trained to do so. Uh, I'm sure you can attest to this. That was my life growing up. Maybe not quite as young as they were, but yeah. uh, I definitely... You know, yeah, we we were roughly in our teens when we started, like uh, maybe like fifteen, sixteen, when we we, we yeah. were doing our stuff, but not together, obviously. I was always like writing movies, but and then performing them, but not recording them because I couldn't afford a camera. Yeah. yeah. Um. My well, my family couldn't afford. I definitely couldn't afford a camera because I was yeah. a child. But my family couldn't afford a camera, so I would like write things and then we would act them out. And then we also and had then, to deal with the uh, little VHS tapes, like in the cameras for a while too, so it couldn't yeah. really translate until. We grew a little bit older. But, yeah, I definitely felt that nostalgia, too, as well, with me and Zach making our stupid segments that we did. Yeah. I'm sure it was obviously the same for you and Colin. Oh, yeah. Um, we, 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 I'm going to reiterate, mm-hmm. none of what I'm about to say is a good or smart idea. Yeah. We used to, like, break into abandoned buildings. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, like, that probably had, like, a shit ton of black mold. They had collapsed roofs and ceilings. Mm-hmm. We had unchoreograph- unchoreographed samurai sword fights <laughs> with real samurai swords, not yeah. fake ones. We bought real ones and <laughs> would just swing them at each other. Um, and then we young again. Yeah, then we would go up on that bridge in Downingtown that has, like, a shit ton of holes to the oh, point yeah. where they have put, like, a, essentially a diaper on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but just, just going out, getting into... You know, a little, a little trouble, but nothing too bad was always mm. fun, and um, it, it also tells a good story of two people who are, you know, they have no reason to be friends, but because they're both outcasts, become friends. Yeah. Um, which and they both have a love for this this movie that, well, the one character Will didn't until obviously he met. Uh. uh Lee Carter. Lee Carter. Yeah. Why well, did I forget that name? He says it like six hundred times. Yeah, Lee Carter. Thank you, Lee Carter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- I mean, uh, that's another aspect that I really connect with. Now, the the a religious upbringing I had was not nearly as strict. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, my dad when when my grandfather was in the hospital uh, for schizophrenia, and my grandma was essentially a single mother, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, he grew up on going to the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville and, and just w- watching movies and watching TV. So that was, like, the banishment of film was never a thing, but the, yeah. the uh, you know, being forced to participate in things that aren't really you, which yeah. everyone can attest to. Uh, it's just, the I, religious I myself aspect. can also do such things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the religious aspect is, is more in, in line with me, but, you know, yeah. even going to a school you don't really fit into that's another situation mm-hmm. that's like that and it's it, it was just kind of a it was just a beautiful building of a friendship and then what it was put into turmoil in a very natural way as well with the uh the french student yeah um <laughs> the whole french thing that was that was really cool too because he was like fr- one french kid uh what was his name demir or something like that uh, uh did Oh yeah, Dedier. Um He he seemed like when he went to this this English school that he was like this popular kid. Like everybody just fell in love with him. And then like on the on the drive back to France, uh, it 
everybody was making fun of him on that bus. So like all the kids he went to school with, they were making fun of him. It seemed, which was really cool. I know what you mean by drive back to France. Yeah, but I know. I know, just, I know. <laughs> there's obviously the English Channel in the way, yeah. but they were drive. Yeah, it just it made me laugh, like <laughs> smile. I, I knew what you were trying to say, but I just yeah, imagine just them drove right through <laughs> that water real good. <laughs> they got real good uh, water <laughs> tightness on that van. Um, no, but I was I was gonna say the same thing. Like you think he's this really popular kid, even with uh, how they introduce the other French students, where they're kind of nerdy looking and and. Uh, mm-hmm. f- for lack of a better word, ugly, but m- just in the way that you expect preteens yeah. to be ugly, not that braces they're braces and exactly such like that. Uh, acne, you Glasses. know, kids going through puberty. And he comes off, he's super fashionable, and you're like, wow, this kid's really cool. All of the English students are infatuated with him. Girls are lining up to kiss him and, and be judged in their kissing to him. He's mm-hmm. got a little... <laughs> I loved his little assistant who was the kid that he was staying with, yeah. who I believe the character's name is Duncan Miller. Um, I could be wrong, but it just he had like a clipboard and everything. It was just a really creative way to show just how like this he had this cult following mm-hmm. um and it also the, the build up of him kind of taking over the film project and uh uh will proudfoot just kind of being taken aback by the popularity and people actually coming to him and wanting to help him with something yeah made him turn his back on lee carter mm-hmm. um the whole thing is just it's a really well balanced film between drama and comedy yeah and the fact that garth jennings doesn't really direct that much is just shocking to me because he's made two of my favorite films which is this and hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Mm -hmm. and he's still doing like shorts maybe that's what he wants to do but he's he's not getting as much work as you think he would that's probably definitely what makes him the most happy out of everything that he's been doing um And I mean, it it shows from obviously the work he's done that they're they're good things. Um, and I know this this came out uh, two thousand seven, and then First Blood came out in eighty two. I know when Rambo came out, it was a pretty it was a pretty big thing. My dad was infatuated with Rambo. In mm-hmm. fact, all of his friends, like when he went to high school, like my God, the man could quote Rambo like nobody like. My whole family has, like, an infatuation with Rambo. They're like, it's over, Johnny. I'm like, just stop. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's going to be okay. There's more movies out there, but... Hey, first Rambo like, whatever, Johnny. First Rambo. First, first Blood is a fantastic film. Yeah, yeah. The subsequent sequels, I have not seen, but I don't expect them to be as good. Oh, yeah. They, but, they love it regardless. But first, just... first Blood is Sylvester Stallone's best performance, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone makes fun of the, the end monologue where you can't really understand him. Yeah. But, like, it, it's... Even though it is hard to understand certain aspects of that speech, mm-hmm. it's a heartbreaking speech, and he delivers it very well. Oh, yeah. So, like, be, it's it's a shame that Rambo's kind of become this butt of a joke, really. Yeah. When the first one is fantastic. Yeah, and, I mean, you definitely see the passion behind that. Like, obviously, my dad, like I said... Uh, so obviously, obviously, there's like a fan love, and you could tell from him making this that it, he also probably felt that you know yeah. there's like an inspiration there, and he executed it. Um, I'm sure like the characters in this movie were something from from him, mm-hmm. um, from his past, and and he just uh, he showed it to us all on what all of our uh, 
like memories were like. Yeah. Well, maybe not all of us, but I know me and Mike have these things. Um, and even if you take like the movie making aspect out of it, it is another kind of like friendship drama type thing too, mm-hmm. um, where like nerdy kid gets a friend, and then somehow the nerdy kid gets more friends, and then their friendship kind of splits apart. Yeah, you could really replace it with anything. Like, if they created a game that then became popular in their school, mm-hmm. and one and the one kid just wanted it to be a game with for just them, and then the other one was like, hey, look, we're making all these friends. Yep. It, like, the, the film aspect is just a tool for it. It's a, a yeah. tool that I love and would probably not like the film as much if it didn't have the tool mm-hmm. of the film but it is uh you know a universal story yeah. and um that kind of reminds me of how the parallels of hollywood society with their parties once they become popular mm-hmm. <laughs> where people just keep coming up to him and it's like they're they're treating um pop rocks like they're drugs in a way <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just pop rocks uh, and coke yeah, it's just, it's really funny that they're having these, you know, replace it with alcohol and, and cocaine. You're having yep. an adult party there, but like it's just it, this sweet, innocent little kid in Will Proudfoot just going around being like this big shot Hollywood producer, but in a in a kid's world. Yeah. It was just hilarious to me. Oh, yeah. The, the whole movie's got funny comedic moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even like the, the, the theme of like the, the religion towards towards the end specifically as well. Um, like you feel like it's kind of ramming, not ramming down your throat, like not in a bad way, but then like the end when like, uh, they open up themselves instead of just like, Hey, yeah, the God, you know, God, this is the Mm -hmm. way, you know, we are the Mandalore, you know, this is the way, this is God. Yeah. And and the scene where the mother chooses her son over the religion too was really powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I feel like a lot of people choose... And I'm not, like, I've never been super religious, so I would never understand why anyone would choose their religion over their kid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people who are very passionate about their religion that would cause them to do that. But, you know, just the the act of her kicking out the brethren, yeah. who has also hinted at her shot of no longer being a single mother for her son's well-being was yeah. was extremely powerful and em- empowering on on her end too to finally like stop listening to men tell her how to raise her kid. Yeah, it was it was also nice cuz she had this heart to heart with uh, her kid um well at a at a certain moment where she's like I you know, I used to listen to this song outside of the shop and like she connected with him on that cuz he was humming a song in his head. And then she then she kind of like backtracked and was like, but you need to get that out of your head. So in the end, when that moment between the two, you know, where she chose his uh, her son over over the religion or the brethren, it was like d- definitely deep felt, and that she kind of took that uh, not humanity, but but took that part of herself back instead of just like going to the religious part. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I really only have one thing left to say about this, mm-hmm. and it's more about the state of the English healthcare over American. Yeah. Is it a real thing that in England, ambulances give you a ride back home? Or I, I don't know. Because in the end, well, we'll uh, Lee Carter thinks they're driving him home. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a completely normal thing. And I was just like, in my head, I was just like, I know they have universal healthcare in England. 
but yeah, I, might, I don't think it's a thing, but I'm I'm sure. I mean, maybe, it's 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 a maybe small back enough in thing. the '80s as well. Who knows? Yeah. And yeah. also, since the since they couldn't get a hold of the uh, the parents, I'm sure they might have maybe made an exception. Yeah, it might have mm-hmm. just been like a Good Samaritan situation. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but that that just kind of threw me off, and yeah. and uh, that kind of culminates to everything where you think his. He's like infatuated with his older brother, who really he has no reason to be infatuated with. <laughs> that part had me dying. Oh yeah. Like, uh, so so I'll uh, sorry I'll let you continue that part. No, but, I, I was um, just gonna say like how he kind of walked all over him, and then at the end when he saw the video where he heard his brother talking about how much his brother means to him, and mm-hmm. it kind of made him self reflect. Yeah. Uh, and then he j- joins the film in the end. And then this is really sweet. That, that's the part that made me die is because when he he was acting, he was kind of giving this speech more towards his brother than the actual movie, obviously. Yeah. Um, he gives this like nice heartfelt speech. Obviously, he's not being a good actor. He didn't come on. He's the, reading cue cards. You can yeah. tell he's reading it. <laughs> yeah. And then and then at a certain part, he's just like, "All right, let me die in peace now, okay?" <laughs> just, <laughs> so that part just got me for no reason. I just started dying. Oh yeah, it was just this heartfelt speech, and he's like. Uh, well, all right. Well, let me die in peace now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah but pretty, I think it's pretty great. Yeah, it absolutely was. And in, in, in all the, it's just a really sweet film that you know, I think any anyone could relate to, even if you're not a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you just literally replace the one aspect, and like, I mean, it could, it could be that movie. For yeah, you. it could be. It, it could be comic books. It could be food. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. And and you know, just the the fear of one friend not wanting more people to enter their world and the other one wanting people to enter their world is, is and yeah just the realization of that is great are you that little boy making a film mm-hmm. can we be in it please i will be star of your movie is this all right well it's perfect it's my film you said it was my film He's driving the Jeep for the getaway scene. Well, if I'm not needed, I'll be taking my camera back then. Don't be stupid. It's not you, it's them. I hate them. Look, I'm sorry, okay? It was better when it was just us two. Son of Rambo, take one. Click. Action! I've come to save you, Rambo! Hold on! nice to have be done the review i know <laughs> it's the, freaking me out time. looking at the time yeah uh so that brings us to our judgment as always it has to be a unanimous decision between both of us to see if son of rambo joins the kfr shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden uh i think it's pretty clear for me um and it's just a great film in general that like the the film aspect is just a plus for me like mm-hmm. i would still love it without that yes the film aspect makes me love it a little bit more definitely just 
grabs the extra heartstrings and yeah, yanks definitely. them towards so, you. Yeah, and, definitely. And, you know, Garth Jennings, even with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, has a great comedy-to-drama ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, he also directed the animated film Sing, which I haven't seen, but I heard it's really good, you know, for... Is he doing the second one? Because I see a bunch of related news He is that. doing the uh, the second one. So, okay. you know, he is getting work. I just... You know, maybe he's he's down with just doing a film every, like, ten years or so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just glad to see that he uh, he is getting work, and I love his style. I love his his balance of comedy and drama. So yeah, Son of Rambo makes it on the shelf for me. Uh, it does as uh, well for me. There we go. So Son of Rambo makes it onto the KFR shelf with the likes of Fiddler on the Roof. Ooh, Ooh the change up. <laughs> And I'm so bad at Midsummer is on there. I know that. I think Midsummer's on there. (laughs) Uh, But that brings us to our plugs for next week or this week. Uh, I have two plugs, mainly because we've already discussed my first plug. Okay. Doesn't appear to be available anymore, but I know I saw it. And that is James A. Caster's Cold Lasagna Hate Myself 1999 two hour long stand up special. It's two hours long of the same show, and it's fantastic. Yeah. He used to have lollipops, but now he's got your kids. He's called the child catcher for a reason. <laughs> Look, I've not seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but I'm pretty sure they've got to explain that character away somehow. It's a weird name, and I'd do it with a song that's called, he's called the child catcher for a reason. He's called the child catcher for a reason. (laughs) Why do they call you that? I catch children. That's a bit on the nose, you're telling me. How many children did you catch before you got that nickname? That's a good question, I'm not usually asked. The answer is, I caught five. Uh, if you can find it anywhere, check it out. But because I, it's not at the place that it was when I watched it, uh, I am also going to throw in the TV series Fargo, uh, which is produced by the Coen brothers. And, uh, you know, every season is a different story, but they're all kind of interlinked in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Season four just came out this past year, I think, in somewhere between September and November, maybe throughout all those months. Yeah. Um, But it's got Chris Rock in it, uh, and uh, it's it's fantastic. It's got uh, Jason Schwartzman as well. Um, I, I do. I do hear it's it's pretty great. So I have yeah, to get on that as well. Yeah. Uh, some seasons are better than others, obviously, which is gonna. It's bound to happen when you have inconsistent storylines between series. Yeah. Um, but this one, the season four, is my favorite since season one. Season one's still the best, but that's because it's based off the movie more. Um. So you know, it, it already had subject matter to go off of. You sure about this? You remember what happened to the Irish? Italians, they're the past. 
We're the future. They just don't know it yet. We're the goddamn Roman Empire. Hey! They still control trucking, the unions, the railroad. I see you've met my daughter. Your, your daughter? The one and only. Oh, yeah. Now I see it. Huh. Mm-hmm. So that is Cold Lasagna, Hate Myself, 1999, James A. Caster, wherever you can find that. And then also Fargo, which will be available on Hulu. All four seasons are on Hulu. Yep. And those are my plugs. All right. Um, for me, uh, obviously, we know this podcast isn't real unless I give some dastardly devastating news. And I already did with the uh, the one actress who died, but I'm going to hit you with two. Why oh, not? No. Um, so we actually just found out on New Year's that MF Doom, the uh, the famous, the kind of famous rapper, he's a very underground man, but he was a huge uh, inspiration to a lot of big name rappers. Um, like he was top tier, one of the best in the world. Um, we actually found out on New Year's that he died, but that he had died basically on Halloween. Yeah, um, which is kind of insane to think about. That uh, I mean, obviously the family they had every right to hold that news, um, but it's kind of insane to think about that he died in October and that we're just finding out about it. Yeah, um, I mean, good for the family. They're getting a uh, time to mourn. Oh, absolutely. Um, so uh, for me personally, uh, go listen to any track from MF Doom. He was a creative genius when it comes to lyricism and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, MF Doom. Yeah, and he had uh, many aliases, but MF Doom was kind of his main one. <laughs> MF Doom is what I know him as. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 not a huge fan. Well, like I'm not a I'm hip hop's not my thing. It's yeah. not it's not him particularly. It's just hip hop. Yeah. Um, but there's only one beer left. Rappers screaming all in our ears like we're deaf. Tempt me. Do a number on a label. Beat up all the MCs and drink them under the table like it's on me. Put it on my tab, kid, however you get there Foot it, cab it, iron horse it You leave it on your face, forfeit Across the mic, hold it like the heat, he might toss it Told her, tell him they stole it he told her Those he are our it. plugs for this week uh, That brings us to what our assignment is for next week Glenjamin uh, Button, it is your turn to pay oh, Look at that, it's my week, isn't it? Yeah Um. So, the other day Actually, well, yesterday for me um, While I was doing my marathon I was trying to clean up my watch list a bunch I was trying to navigate the mess that is um, Amazon's UI and Hulu's UI and just all of the fun stuff. Netflix is still top tier for me. but um, So I was going through them all. I was trying to find some new stuff, and I did find a bunch of stuff, so I was able to navigate through for future stuff like this. So uh, I found a movie that I've heard about a lot, kind of just like Cold Hand Luke, um, that I've, I've been wanting to watch but never got around to doing it. Um, and we are going to watch, uh, St. Elmo's Fire. I can't remember who met who first, or who fell in love with who first. All I can remember is the seven of us always together. It's not just infatuation, Kevin. She's not just a girl. She's the only evidence of God that I can find on this entire planet. Where did you meet Wendy again? Prison. (laughs) 
Hi, Felicia. How you doing? Me? Oh, you know, it ain't easy being me. You know all those nights we stayed up talking? How come you never made a pass at me? Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it. Um, I have not. All right. Well, sick. Uh, this movie came out in 1985. San Elmo's fires about fresh from college. Seven friends search for their places in the world. Emilio Estevez and Rob Lowe had a stellar ensemble cast. Mm. Directed by Joel Schumacher, obviously stars Rob Lowe, uh, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, um, Emilio Estevez, so many others. Uh, that is going to be on Amazon Prime. Um, that's really the only place I think I saw it. Uh, so if you got Amazon Prime, bada bing, bada boom. Cool. Hopefully they don't can, uh, uh, remove it and do us dirty. Yeah. Again, that would be that would be super stellar if they didn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there we go. So Saint Elmo's Fire on Amazon Prime. That is our assignment for next week. As always, you can check out our website www.keystonefilmreview.com on Instagram Keystone underscore film underscore review, Twitter Keystone underscore film, Facebook Keystone Film Review, and YouTube Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we get our hair blown out. Is that an 80s term? Uh, we might as well. Something. Let's, let's just go back in time and make it a phrase. Shout. Shout. <laughs> let it all out. I don't know if that has anything to do with this movie. I That's my favorite know. 80s song. I feel like it does now. Yeah. <laughs> We've made it. Um, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.